Listeners, I know that you sometimes feel like your home is bursting with the boundless energy of your boys. Mine has been for a very long time. We want to tell you about Home Threads, where style meets the wild adventures of raising boys. At HomeThreads.com, you can find a collection of uh, furniture and home accessories designed to meet the needs of your growing boy family. They have everything from durable bunk beds to upscale gaming tables. You can turn your home into an attractive, durable playground, believe it or not. Uh, Janet and I both love their baking dishes. Solid, beautiful, functional. Anything you need for your home, you can likely find on homethreads.com, and we have a discount code for you. Go to homethreads.com slash onboys. You can get a code for 15% off your first order, because every leap, laugh, and loud moment deserves a space that embraces the chaos with style. Home Threads, love where you live. This is On Boys Parenting Podcast. We are your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink, mom of four boys. And I'm Janet Allison, teacher of many more. Thanks for joining us as we share real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. Hey, Jen, do you give your kids vitamins? You know, I hadn't for the longest time because I couldn't find any vitamins that I liked. So much of it out there... It was like gummy candy. And chemicals and unnatural products and things you can't pronounce. Listeners, I, I really encourage you to look at the vitamin labels that you're giving your kids because we know that they can't get all their nutrition through the foods they eat. You said your son's primary food group is popcorn. And we know there's not a lot of nutritional value in popcorn. A lot of fiber, but not so strong on the other essential vitamins and minerals. Yeah. So we recently connected with Haya Health and we sampled their vitamins. Your kids sampled these chewable vitamins. And my nieces and nephews sampled these vitamins as well. We happened to have them in town. And so I let them try them and they loved them. All right. Because... They didn't know this, but there is a blend of 12 farm fresh fruits and veggies, all organic in these vitamins, and they don't have the gummy junk and the sugar and the chemicals that are pretty prevalent in most vitamins. Super prevalent. And that's why I really think these vitamins are a good choice. If you are looking to boost your son's nutrition. If you're worried about what he might be missing out eating his diet of popcorn or who knows what else, this is a good option. We have worked out an exclusive offer with Haya Health for these vitamins. This is just for our Envoys listeners. You can get 50% off. That's half off your first order. So to claim this deal, go to Haya Health slash Envoys or you can just enter the code ONBOYS at checkout. That's Haya, H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash ONBOYS. The full discount will be applied at the checkout. 
get your kids the full body nourishment that they need to grow into healthy adults. That's HayaHealth.com slash OnBoys. How do you get boys to read, to enjoy reading? Is such a thing even possible? Today's guest, Erin O'Donnell, says yes. Erin is a mom of two boys, currently ages 13 and 8. She is also the author of a recent Parents Magazine article, How to Start a Kids Book Club, in which she shared her experience starting and participating in a mother-son book club. Welcome, Erin. Thank you. It's fun to be here. You started this book club when your oldest son, the 13-year-old, was much younger, correct? Yes. He was uh, in third grade. Um, he had a gang of friends who had all met in kindergarten. And we were sort of at this moment where um, I remember one of the moms um, saying, you know, this is the moment where they shift from learning to read to reading to learn. and. Mm -hmm. You know, my son was a pretty good reader at that point. He had already sort of started delving into Harry Potter. And maybe some of the other boys were less enthusiastic about reading. And so we were really hoping that peer pressure would be a powerful force in um, getting them to collectively enjoy books. I love that your instinct was so dead on, right? Let's take peer pressure, which is going to be a big force in their life, and try and use that positively. And, I mean, Janet, to me, this just seems genius, too. Like, you said he's got this gang of friends, which is a perfect term for a group of boys, because that is, that's how they relate. Yes. Um, so do this together. Like, each individual family trying to encourage a love of books at home is not going to be nearly as effective as if boys are doing this together. Right. And, you know, it's funny, some of the first um, books that we chose were not necessarily like um, the most um, deep books. Um, <laughs> they were really meant more, you know, um, they were just fun books. And um, I'm thinking of The Terrible Two by Mac Barnett and Jory John. Um, we read that book maybe as our second pick. And I, it's hilariously funny, you know, and I think that that was really, um, a, you know, one example of a book that we were just hoping that they would enjoy and get a kick out of. And in mm -hmm. fact, they did. Right. So, so set this up for us. I know our listeners are out there going, Oh, how, how's this going to look? And, and granted this was pre pre pandemic. So I'm assuming that you gathered together, there was probably food, but how did you first propose the idea to them to get their buy-in? Yes. That's what I want to know too. Like how do you say to a second or third grade boy, Hey, we're going to have a book club and have them come along with that instead of just saying that's dumb. <laughs> well, I think, you know, second and third grade is, um, Still, it, it struck me as a kind of a magical moment where they were still kind of pliable. And, um, and again, peer pressure played a huge role. It was like, we're going to get together with your buddies and we're going um, to gather 
you know, and this is going to be about you. And I think they really dug that idea, you know, that idea of, okay, we are a club. I think that there was something about that that was really appealing. In your parents' article, you mentioned giving the kids some ownership of it, including, hey, this is your group. Name the group. And uh, there were some interesting contenders at the beginning, were there not? Yes, there were indeed. There was, um, I remember vividly, actually, the night that we voted because we were actually at our house. Um, So we were in the dining room and I remember, you know, just because our meetings have often been chaotic, to be honest. And I remember, you know, sort of the, the moms all standing around with our glasses of wine, to be honest, <laughs> and the Love kids. It. Yes, exactly. I mean, this was fun for the moms as well. But we um, were standing around, and, and I was jotting down the contenders. And one of the big contenders at first was um, the barfing book boys, you know, which they thought was hilarious. Um, I'm over here giggling. I clearly also find it hilarious. Yes, right. Like there's there's a part of you that uh, that relates. Um, but in the end, um, the clear winner. I still have the sheet where we we tallied um, the the names of the um, of the group, and so they chose the Lakeside Book Boys, Ooh. which um, I know I, there's something about that that's so like old school Hardy Boys or something. Right? Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like it should be the name of a series, right? Like the yes. Babysitter Club, the Box yeah. Our Children, <gasps> the Lakeside Book Boys. I love it. And so, um, and you know, that is actually an interesting point, but it wasn't about um, the Lakeside um, Book Boys and Moms. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was the Lakeside Book Boys. So mm-hmm. um, this was really their club. And um, uh, we live um, not far from Lake Michigan. You know, we were all sort of like a mile or so from Lake Michigan. So I think they, uh, it was very fitting. So you get together. I imagine this first meeting, was this the first meeting you're talking about? Actually, it took us, I would say, probably um, four books to feel ready to name what we were doing. I think that, Interesting. Um, yeah, it was really, the, the sense was that, um, this is for real. Like this is a oh, thing that's going to stick, right? Nice, nice. You know? So yeah. if we were using business terms, it would be like you ran the pilot program <laughs> and yes. now you've decided to scale up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you know, I think the rituals of the book club have were really important early on. You know, the boy whose turn it was, you know, um, hosted the book club. Um, and sometimes I don't want to overstate what that meant. You know, sometimes that meant we, we met at a fast food restaurant and sat at a corner table. Um, you know, it wasn't ex- extremely fancy or anything. Um, but the boy who was the, um, the chooser for that month would choose the book. And they loved that sort of, it's my turn. And I get yeah, to say that- what everybody's reading. That responsibility, um, the leadership, that's, yeah, great. Yeah, and, and it, they really kind of got a kick out of that, um, being in charge. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and then, um, so then the, um, the boy and his mom would then host the club and, um, and then would be sort of in charge of running the discussion. Um, and, you know, early on, they weren't really fully equipped to um, run a discussion necessarily. But um, I've been at adult <laughs> book clubs 
where we're not equipped to run the discussion and it just totally devolves into a discussion of, you know, your day or what happened at work. So oh, exactly. it's a skill. It is a skill. And, you know, I have to say that they did catch on. They really did catch on um, and sort of learned. And, you know, um, I think moms probably ran the conversation a lot at the, at the beginning now that I sort of look back. But it really was um, very much, uh, you know, and I think there was a sort of a period where we would um, go online maybe because a lot of great kids books, you know, the publishers will suggest um, book club um, discussion questions. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so families, moms and sons would find those online. Um, and sometimes those questions were a little meatier. Um, uh, but but these days, you know, as um, sixth and seventh graders, they are writing their own questions um, and yeah. and running the conversation. Wow, because sure. they've learned. They've learned. I love. I want to back up just a little bit because I love that you said these meetings are chaotic, and you know, to have this vision of all the boys sitting around with their hands folded in a circle talking about a book, it's not going to unfold that way. So having having that kind of openness around it, that so the chaotic piece, but I also love that you said that there is some ritual around it. And I truly believe that all of our kids are starved for ritual. It just mm -hmm. speaks deeply to our souls to have some sort of, you know, the ceremony of the cho who's choosing the book next time and hosting. But can you say more about the chaos and the ritual both? Yes. Well, um, it's interesting because um, they now know like, okay, you know, there may be sort of like a a Nerf gun battle going on either before or after the book discussion, but they really have learned, you know, now is the time when we discuss the book. And, um, and so they come to the table and we discuss, um, you know, there've been times when we've sat around the living room floor to discuss, but one tip I have to say is that um, we learned to feed them <laughs> during the discussion. So, um, you know, whether it's snacks or a dinner, um, very often it is a dinner and it's, again, not fancy. Sometimes it's pizza or very often it's pizza, to be totally honest. But, um, you know, to feed them while they're discussing, it often keeps them at the table just a few minutes longer. Um, again, you know, sometimes there have been times when we've been lucky to get 10 minutes of discussion out of them before they disperse because they've got to get back to Minecraft or Nerf gun battle or whatever other pressing thing they're doing. Um, and then the moms get to continue. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, let's talk about that for a little bit, if you don't mind, because one thing that we have both advocated here on the podcast and in our other work is that it is so important, especially for moms of boys to connect with other moms of boys so that you don't feel like I am the only one dealing with a kid who's not doing his homework or I'm the only one getting these calls from school, that you have that, really it's a council of moms to, to help you understand what the range of normal is. Oh, it's so true because, you know, I feel like um, 
when you were just mentioning that sort of the boys leave and then the moms can continue the conversation, you know, we might talk about the book a few more minutes, but usually it's the um, crisis of the moment <laughs> or, um, or, you know, just frustration over say um, homework. And especially now in the pandemic, like, um, there have been a lot of conversations. These are my, um, some of my closest mom friends. Um, you know, we are, um, we really do rely on each other a lot. Um, and, you know, again, there is that sort of like, here's what's going on with my kid. And I don't know how to make sense of this. Um, and, uh, you know, there have been tears in the kitchen sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. while the kids are, um, mm -hmm. you know, um, raging around, around us. <laughs> There's so. such great value too in getting to know your kids' friends and the parents of your kids' friends, especially as your boys get older, because you know, I think a, a healthy parent is always a little skeptical of what her son tells her. And when you can get that other perspective, it allows you a more rounded view of your kid and what's going on in his life. And if you don't have those relationships, you don't have that big picture. For sure. Yeah, that is so true. That's so true. And you know, what's interesting is, um, you know how it's funny that, you know, once you have school age children, often your friends are the, the other parents who are in the same school. And um, several of the boys, you know, they all began in kindergarten together, but some boys moved on to other schools. And this has really kept us together. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, together with those moms as well. Um, and really, honestly, you know, both parents were all a, sort of a, 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 a friendship group that has, mm -hmm. has stuck together. And so how has, so you, it's been five years since you started this book club. I'm doing yeah, some you're quick math to, there. Yeah, I, um, I, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. Roughly five years. How yeah. have you seen your son's interest in reading? and participation in, you know, just interest around books. How have you seen that develop over time? That's so interesting because it really has ebbed and flowed, I have to say. You know, and again, um, my son was really into um, reading early on. Um, my husband and I are both um, enthusiastic readers, and we really wanted him to catch on to that. And, um, you know, my husband and I used to always talk about um, our own childhood reading experiences and how we, you know, there were certain books that we loved and devoured. Um, you know, Hardy Boys was one for my husband. Um, and so we, um, we really wanted our own kids to have that experience of just getting so absorbed in a book that you can't put it down. Very early on, I would say sort of kindergarten, um, we started reading our favorite kinds of books with our son. Thinking James and the Giant Peach was maybe the first one. And I remember he cried when the book finished. And we were like, okay, Good. We, we've done it. We've done it. You know, like he was really uh, heartbroken at that early point. And then, you know, the Harry Potter phase was really also like just such a big um, moment for him. Um, but things have shifted a little bit. You know, now that he's older, there are so many other forms of media that he is much more absorbed in. You know, YouTubers and, um, you know, gamers, you know, he's much more fascinated by that. And I think sometimes there's a little bit more of a struggle to... Um, you know, I don't see him as, you know, in a corner with a book, like feverishly turning the pages in the same way. But, you know, that's 
also the beauty of the book club because there's always a new book um, surfacing that his friends have chosen. Um, right now we're reading um, The Graveyard Book by Neil Gaiman, um, which is really terrific. I am getting such a kick. It's, it's uh, very gothic and funny. And, um, uh, and so, you know, that has actually, like I'm seeing him like reading when he doesn't have to, <laughs> you know? I don't have Yay. to put it on his, his like list for the day. You know, he's really, but I have to say like, we're all going through this at this age group. Um, in fact, one um, boy who has um, belonged to the group since the beginning. And, you know, that's interesting. We haven't had boys fall away. You know, people uh -huh. have really stuck with it the whole time, but we're just, we just had one member say, I feel like I need to take a break which is a little heartbreaking, but I think, you know, it's both age and it's also sort of pandemic schooling and just different expectations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and his mom was frankly a little tired of, you know, fighting with him right now. So we're going to give it a break and um, welcome him back at any moment when he's ready. And God bless her for saying, you know what, this is not working for us right now. We need yes. a break. Yes, exactly. I was wondering about that a little bit too, especially now that the boys are getting older and right now we're at a very unique time. Often one of the challenges as kids start hitting, you know, 13-ish is that they are involved in so many other activities, you know, sports or extracurriculars that it's difficult to even find a time to get them together. I hear from parents all the time how bath time can be such an ordeal. And yet bath time can be really fun. In fact, here in the very cold winter, we use bath time as an activity. Dabble and Dollop has got this dialed in because they have bath products that are not only natural, healthy, free of toxins, all the things we want for our kids, but they're fun. Jen, you said when your boys were young, they loved to make potions. My son, Tyler, had so much fun mixing things together, making potions, recipes. He would have loved Dabble and Dollop's Day at the Beach bath mixing set because it's a collection of soap scents and a little mixing thing and your kids can combine scents and make their own creations. It is exactly the kind of thing that can turn bath time into a fun, enjoyable creative endeavor instead of just a fight. And I will say the bubbles have been bow tested in the bathtub and they last. They stay bubbles for a long time. Dabble and Dollop has everything from bath time shampoos, bubble baths, body washes, conditioners, lotions, bath bombs, bath toys and accessories. There's so many things to explore at Dabble and Dollop. Go to dabbleanddollop.com slash onboys to get 20% off your first order. That's dabbleanddollop.com slash onboys, 20% off for being an onboys listener. The pandemic has paused a lot of that, but is that something that you, you've started to see or, or notice? Well, it's, it's very interesting because the, um, our school district was not um, sort of quick on the um, sort of gearing up to um, teach kids remotely. It took mm -hmm. them a long time to, um, to have online schooling. And we like really hit the ground running with um, the book club. So the boys were meeting and, and in fact, they said they wanted to meet more frequently. So we started meeting once a week. 
um, through, um, I think Google Hangout is the, the one that we're using. But anyway, um, you know, that was really key. You know, it was this sort of new technology where you sit around in a group like this and you talk, um, new to them for sure. And, you know, for adults, this is an awkward scenario. Um, you know, for kids, at least this gave them something specific to talk about. And, um, yeah. you know, um, I, I've noticed sometimes, you know, getting, um, the boys on, you know, you're like, oh, you need some social interaction. Let me put you on a Zoom with your friends. And sometimes they stare at each other, like unsure what to talk about. But this yeah. gave them, uh, you know, a, a topic to, mm-hmm. that, that they, that they um, addressed. So it was, it was really useful. And Lord knows, like in those first couple weeks of like trying to work and, and mm-hmm. trying to keep them sort of on track with something academic, it, it was really very useful you know, to have another, you know, to be able to say, cause I wasn't, I actually, you know, wasn't always there in the first couple of weeks. There were other moms who could, you know, lead the discussion. Um, and I think my own children or my own son was really excited to have another adult to talk to, kind of, <laughs> you know, sick of it. So sick of his own parents. Yeah. And, uh, so are moms reading the books also? Yes. Yes. We, we, that's always been part of the process is Mm -hmm. to read the book. And, you know, it's funny, you have, it's a really interesting parenting moment when your son comes to you and says, mom, you need to get caught up here. Like we have a couple days, you know, he can look and see where my bookmark is and he's like, you're behind, you know? So that is a really, it's a terrific experience. What have been some of the favorite books that you've done in book club? Um, things that were a hit with boys and, you know, if there's something that hits a home run for both boys and mom, winner, winner. Yes. Yes. And there have been, you know, some interesting ones where I'm sort of surprised sometimes what they choose. Um, but, um, yeah, for example, one of the ones that was a hit for both was, um, the girl who drank the moon by Kelly Barnhill. And, um, this is a really beautiful book and I, I guess, yeah, that was my, uh, my son's pick. And I remember sort of trying to talk him out of it. I was like, you know, this, you know, female main character, very literary, you know, I don't, I, it's kind of a complex story told from multiple perspectives. It's my, you know, is everybody going to be bored? And no, they all stepped up to the occasion. I remember we had a very like animated discussion and the moms were all like, you know, this is the best book I've ever read for any age. You know, it was, wow. it's, a, it's a really beautiful book. Mm-hmm. And you know what a difference it is when the kid picks a book yeah. that you think, you know, you wouldn't have picked this because, you know, yeah. you're not sure that they're ready for, to embrace this female protagonist. It's very literary, <laughs> the multiple, whatever. So, but the kids picked it. So they were motivated to dig in and do it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there have been lots of different books though. Um, we did, um, we read, um, let me see here. What was it called? I'm also shamelessly trolling for book ideas for myself to read. I'll be there honest. Yeah. The Girl Who Drank oh, the Moon. There you go. You yeah, got I'm it. telling you. That one. It's, it's so good. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. really beautifully written. So beautifully written. Um, another one that we really loved was Booked by Kwame Alexander. And it's a soccer um, book. The, the main character is a soccer player. Um, it's written in verse. 
in a sort of wow. like, um, but it's kind of rap, kind of, you know, um, yeah, really terrific. And I think, you know, some of the maybe um, less enthusiastic readers ate it up. It's like beautifully um, laid out on the page, you know, there's space um, and really well written and just great characters. And what was also very special about that book is that Kwame Alexander was on a book tour at the time that we were reading the book. So he came to our local independent bookstore for a reading and he sort of, uh, you know, read and sang and, you know, he had musical backup. Um, and it was just such a great event. The boys ate it up. It was really terrific. Wow. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was a, a winner for sure. Um, we also, um, you know, we've read some ones that are very common um, or more popular that a lot of people know, like Wonder um, was a hit. Um, people loved that book. There's a um, reason that book is popular and a lot of schools read it now too, because kids love it. And there's a lot to talk about there. Kids love it. And um, you know, not to spoil anything, but you know, there's a pet that dies and the kids are all like crying and uh, <laughs> kind of funny. So um, that, uh, you <laughs> know, just laughing at you. Yeah. Because you're well, like, a pet dies, the kids are, the kids are crying. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Well, just that there is, you know, um, to get like pure emotion out of your yeah. voice. It's yeah. really kind of, um, you know, beautiful, funny. Um, so yeah. really, you know, often you don't realize how good something you are doing is until you're deep into it. You don't realize all the benefits something can have. But what I just heard you say is that in creating this book club, you have created a safe space for boys to talk about and experience emotions. Yes, yes, yes. Now, you're not necessarily going to tell your 13-year-old that that's what we're doing here, but you've got this space where through these characters, they are feeling emotions. They talk about them with each other and with their moms. Yes. Yeah. And I have to say what it, one of the things that makes it safe is that it's out of remove from you personally. You know, it's not about interpersonal things between the two of you. It's about characters who are mm -hmm. a little outside. And, and so I think honestly, that has really been, um, exactly a safe space. And I have to say with my own kiddo, um, you know, he's a little bit of um, sort of an introvert and getting sort of feeling information out of him, emotional information out of him was, you know, especially in second and third grade, fourth grade was really painfully difficult. And so to have these books to talk about um, and to have characters to discuss and to find out like who resonated for you, um, mm -hmm. you know, it, um, was really like just an extremely important um, tool for our relationship. Have you had to set up some ground rules as you go along in this group to facilitate sharing and make sure that you know everybody has a chance to speak and that a, a boy or a mom can share something without somebody you know jumping on it and putting him down or trying to make you don't want to shut down all of the fun right but yes you want to leave space for authenticity yes and you know i have to say we've never really codified any of this and i think there's no sort of set rules and i think that's because 
you know, they've been doing it since they were so young yeah. um, that they get the drill. Um, and, and for the most part, they're very kind to each other. They give each other space. Um, you know, there have been some heated moments. Um, we read one amazing book. I can't like sort of rave about it enough. Um, it's called um, Out of My Mind by Sharon Draper. And it's an amazing story about a, um, I just, I hadn't been aware of this book and it's just terrific. It's about the main character is a girl who um, can't um, hear or, I mean, I'm sorry, um, she can't speak and she's not um, able to, to move. Um, but she is um, basically has a photographic memory and she's so sharp and funny. And, um, and this is all told from her perspective. And there is some um, bullying that happens in this book. And it's a real book. Like there are no pat endings here, no like easy solutions. There's a lot of pain that happens as a result of bullying. Um, and we had a kind of a heated discussion about bullying um, while reading this book that, that got a little bit, you know, like parents had to intervene and sort of like talk people down. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of um, real stuff that, that um, does emerge. Um, but for the most part, like I, I can only think of that one time over the years where um, boys sort of, it's funny that it was about bullying that kind of got a little out of control <laughs> um, and they might've been a little mean to each other, but um, for the most part, they're very respectful. And I think they, they know how it's done at this point. Nice. Wow. I'm wondering, I'm just curious about your younger son, if he's looking longingly at this lakeside book boy club and is, does he have any uh, longing to start his own club or be a yes. part of something like that? I'm so glad you asked because um, some friends and I are in the process right now of setting up a new um, a new club for the younger um, nice. gang. And, uh, and we're thinking a little bit actually about, you know, not making it mom, but parent in this situation, because I could really see some benefits to having dads um, read books with boys. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're, we're, um, we're sort of setting it up right now and, um, and hoping to um, give them the option of choosing a parent, you know, to we'll, they'll read with that month. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Bring too. the dads in. And I think you said at the beginning, you know, you started at this age, seven, eight, um, because it's when boys are on that cusp of really needing to read interest often wanes. And I think you use the word, they're still a little bit pliable at that age. That sounds, Janet, what do you think? It sounds to me like the perfect time to start something like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, even during a pandemic, go ahead and start it with the idea of someday you'll get together and do this in person. And have food together in person instead of just your own snack in front of your Zoom camera. Exactly. Oh, I cannot wait. Seriously, I am so looking forward to sitting around with pizza and those kids and those moms. I can't wait. Yeah, we're with you with you on yeah. that for sure. Erin, yeah. what tips do you have for other parents who are listening and thinking, I want to give this a go? Um, you've shared a couple, but if you could delineate like three tips, you want to start your book club, here's what you need to do. I would say one hard um, thing about this is um, 
sort of being a little strategic about who you invite in terms of numbers. Um, you know, I think um, as parents, we really want to just involve everybody. <laughs> and, um, and sometimes um, in this instance, we had to sort of fight the urge to just bring in all the kids um, and really um, keeping it sort of manageable at this, the seven number. I think, you know, this is a book club. This is not a birthday party. Um, you know, this is not Chuck E. Cheese. We, we really want to sit down and, um, and do this sort of um, work together. And so, um, so keeping it kind of a manageable size, as painful as that sometimes is, um, and not to exclude every, anyone, but um, just it, it seems to be um, a, better, a better situation for discussion. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Let me think about this. Other tips. Um, it does help, I have to say, if parents um, can sort of preview books a little bit, particularly as the boys get older, you know, sometimes the subject matter, um, you know, is a little more mature. And um, so we've just had to sort of, you know, either do something like common sense media um, just to check, you know, here are some um, hot button topics that you'll be encountering. Here's, you know, sort of issues of um, romance and sexuality. <laughs> are you ready for this discussion? Um, it's just good to know what you're what you're facing. Um, so we we've, we've had a lot of um, sort of. I just think that that review is is useful, and mm -hmm. um, it's led to some interesting conversations among the parents. <laughs> I uh, bet sort of, because there's not always agreement. Uh, among yes. parents, you know, is this material appropriate or inappropriate for a child of this age? And yes. the answer can be yes or no for this for different children depending on their development. So it's an issue that you have to address together. Exactly, exactly. Um, the boys have been really interested in sort of um, just changing the tenor of the reads. You know, they really want, for example, um, one um, boy has been really interested in doing like Stephen King. Um, and so he had, I, and I honestly can't remember which book he had initially picked. And so we had sort of like this, and this was, I think, in the early stages where they were like, we really want to read something, you know, sort of different. And the mom started to read and we were like, oh no. Yeah, no. <laughs> and it was also, you know, it wasn't just that it was um, sort of horror genre, but there were also just some adult themes and some like really sexist stuff that we were uncomfortable with. And so we, we called a halt to that one, um, which was actually upsetting to some of the boys. So uh, we, had to, we had to negotiate that, but I really think that that preview is a, is a useful tool. I think also, you know, not sweating um, the length of time that they talk, you know, they're kids and sometimes, you know, books just don't catch fire for them in the way that you expect or that you hope. And so sometimes the discussion's a little lackluster and, you know, that's okay. Sometimes they just have off um, days. And, you know, if we get the 10 minutes uh, of conversation, win. it's a win. It's yeah. a win. So we don't, we don't try, we try not to worry about it too much. Erin has more tips outlined in her article, which I will definitely include in the show notes for you. So you can click over and look at it. And she is going to share with us a list of some books that their book club has enjoyed. I'll put those in the show notes too. And if any of you listeners decide to take the plunge, and start a book club with your boys, 
please drop us a line, leave us a comment and let us know because we would love to talk to you a few months from now about your experience and how it's going. Thank you, Erin, so much. I just, I, I just have this picture of you all sitting around the, the dining room table in the future and being so happy to be back together again. And I'm sure it's going to happen. Yes, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. Thanks Thank so much you. for sharing. Thanks. Oh, this has been so fun. You know how there are just topics where you're like, oh, yeah. This is just so fun to be able to think about this and share about it. It's yeah. just, this is one of those things. And it really has been one of those things where I feel like this has been one of the best things I've ever done as a parent, like maybe one of the smartest things. And we had no idea, Yeah, you know, we just had no idea. It was and just so often that's the case, right? Like we fret over everything we do. And sometimes without even really meaning to, we do this thing that turns out to be the absolute right thing for reasons we couldn't have even imagined. And we're just grateful. Enjoy it. Embrace yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. It feels good to like be proud of something that you do as a parent. Yeah. Right? Well, and the thing that I know is those boys will be, they have that in their soul and they will be able to refer back to it. You know, they'll be telling their future spouse about, oh yeah, that book club. And I want to do that for my kids. So you've really created this uh, possibility of a legacy. We don't know if they'll take it up, but um, you know, mention the Lakeside Book Boys at any time in the future with those kids and the stories will unfold, I'm sure. Totally. I have saved that list of their voting because there's going to be a wedding someday yes. where we're going to want to share that, right? Okay. So. Now you're going to make us all cry. I know. I know. <laughs> I love it. But wow. Thank you so much, Erin. Yeah. This has just been really fun to hear more about the book club. Yeah. Thanks love for it. inviting me. So fun. Thanks for joining us today. This is On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. We are your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink of buildingboys.net and Janet Allison of boysalive.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.